connected to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Ready for the spotlight, that's the reason I've been here. You was ready for it too, huh? You took them things out quick. <laughs> You're done, right? <laughs> I'm done. Well, what's up, everybody? You tuned into After Buzz TV for RBD vs LA Season Two. This was the re um, this was a union reunion part two. I am your host, Bam Erickson. What's up, what's up? It's me, Megan Thomas. And so, what did you think about part two finale? With um, Part two finale, what I will say is I love Wendy Williams. I love how she tries, you know, as messy as she can be. She's always about the peace and the love and the harmony. And that's exactly what she tried to do, I think, in the second part of the reunion. Try to restore some peace within these ladies. But she said exactly what I said, which is, and I wrote this. I had to write this down to on my little paper. Mm-hmm. I'm confused too, Wendy. Because she kept going, I'm confused. I don't understand what the pink elephant's about. What is the issue? What are the things she's not saying? Well, I think <laughs> you confused too. I am confused, but I also think that Wendy kind of drug dragged it out just a little bit because it was clear that there was no resolution, and Chrisette and Shantae was going back and forth, and I felt like. I felt like I watched two hours, including part one and part two of Shantae and Chrisette <laughs> bickering for two hours or 42 minutes per episode. I felt <laughs> like that was that was pretty much I didn't I didn't get anything out of it except that Chrisette and Shantae basically went at went at it. And what's interesting is Chrisette was not as talkative the entire season until the reunion. I, I felt like I saw another side of Chrisette. Did what you, do you mean? What side did you see? I saw this side all along. You did. You called it out. I was like, something, she says something about her is very mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you can talk about somebody like that. And then another thing I wrote about her in this that I just kept seeing throughout the entire reunion was that Chrisette likes, I'd never once heard Chrisette apologize for her behavior. And anytime there's a conflict, there's always something you could have done differently. Mm-hmm. And she never ever admits at least we don't see it on on camera she never admits to her part in all of this and we'll talk about that because when she when there was a discussion between she and claudette i felt that she didn't she didn't acknowledge her wrongdoing so let's just let's go into this so there's also it started off with Wendy saying, you know, that basically there's still beef with Shantae and so they was talking about the text message so when an episode aired chrisette got a text message saying, wow, you're really mean from Shantae Moore. And and that I'm being upstaged by a bunch of newbies. Shantae says that the conversation didn't quite go that way. Oh, because after she got the text, then she called. Right. And they had a conversation. 
And she said that I'm being upstaged by um, by some uh, bunch of newbies. Shantae um, said that that conversation didn't go quite the way that it was. And then Chrisette said that she taped the conversation just to show Shantae to prove to her that she said what she said because Shantae always <laughs> is in denial for everything that she for, for what she. What did you think? I need to hear it. Yeah. Because I don't believe. I mean, I don't know. I just even when we had Shantae on this after after yeah. show, she didn't. I, I was I felt like she was being genuine with us. I mm-hmm. didn't see the ugly meanness that Chrisette allegedly sees. Mm-hmm. So I would have to hear it with my own two ears for her to say, I am being upstaged by newbies. Because again, they could be flipping Chrisette could be flipping what Shantae is saying because they did that to her before. Yeah. During the season. So I don't know, she could just take something that she said and twist it. If you have evidence to shut the whole entire case down or thus the two hours, I feel like you should show it versus having to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The best way to, like if you're in court, the best way to prove your case is to show the evidence. Right. So I felt like if she's going to mention it, then she should have she should have aired it. She should have let us hear it. And then if in fact it is true, then there's really not much that Shantae can say. But oops, y'all caught me in a lie. My bad. And then you move on. But then, but here, the thing is, you're de- you can't. T- I don't think you can record someone without their consent. And I don't believe she told Shantae she was recording their conversation when they were having it. Well, yes, yeah, she didn't. She didn't know that the conversation. That's what I'm was saying. Recorded. So, and and the one thing Chris said did do, she did apologize. She did say to Wendy that yeah, that was wrong. I probably shouldn't have recorded it. But then why are you going to mention to people that you recorded something? That's my point. I'm just. Forget the whole legality of it. I'm saying and just say in a conversation between you and I and, and you and I are going at it for some reason. Right. If I recorded the conversation and you're telling me that I'm lying, I mean, like, boom, what? Now say something. Right. What are you going to do? Take me to court? It's, it's over. It's just over a, um, an argument or just whatever. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like if, in fact, she had the evidence, boom, it's right here and move on. That's just what I think. I just don't understand why do you have to go to such extremes to be like, I'm going to tape this conversation because I want people to know how, like, what, what was the purpose of taping the conversation just so you can say, Shantae, because you don't ever listen to what you say. So then what do you, are you going to, did you play it back for Shantae so she could hear? Like, what what was, what was the point? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think it was another mean girl tactic. And every time Chrisette talks, I feel like that more and more. She's mean. Agree. <laughs> She's mean and she is uh, immature. Agree. <laughs> what about, so then they went to the Puerto Rico project and they discussed the whole thing with Shantae. Wanted the lead, uh, Wendy asked her about her wanting to, to have a lead and so she explained it. And Shantae says that it was a sis girl project so she wanted part of her song as right. far as a lead so that she can give her full voice. What do you think about that? I think she should have owned it more. I mm-hmm. think she should have been like, you know what? I wanted a lead part. Everyone had a lead part. So I asked for my part, period. But I think she was trying to be really, really nice with it. Like, I wanted to sing lead, too. and Because Michelle points something out that is very true. She said, technically, you got two parts. You got the background part and you got the part, the lead part. And then, she, and then of course, Shantae tried to downplay it a little bit, saying, like, the little, you know, I had a little part, too, whatever. It was good. Like, why you kind of make it seem like, well, it was little. I guess when you put my little lead part together with my background part, that makes like one full lead part. Well, the other woman mentioned that um, Leela said, you know, your part was to do the background. Right. 
uh, Nisha Lay said, well, technically speaking, because you did the background and you did your right. lead, you technically had two parts. Exactly. And so what do you think about that? I thought that was a, I, I thought that was a great point on Nisha Lay's part. That was very true. Yeah. She, she did have two parts. And I think that would have been... And that's why, okay, so you sometimes you have to be humble enough to be like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be the one that has to take the L. In this case, it's going to be me doing background. Okay. I think she should have, if you if that, if that you weren't satisfied with that, you should have said something. Mm-hmm. Oh, she did. No, no, but I'm saying oh. you should have owned it because yeah. she made it seem like, well, everyone else had a main part, so I wanted one too. No, she should have been like, no, no, no. I don't care what anyone thinks, but I want a lead part, and I'm sorry, so I'm going to take a lead part. If somebody else wants to sing background, they're more than welcome to take that. But she couldn't say, I'm going to take a lead part because there was no lead part for her. Because Warren, he, I mean, he laid that arrangement out perfectly. Well, I think she should have been, she should have said that. She should have said, hey guys, I already have a background part, but I would like a main part too. That means I have two parts. Yes, agreed. No, I believe that she did make it very known that she wanted a part. Right? No, no, I'm not saying that. Yeah. What I'm saying is... She needs to. She has to own up to the fact that she has two parts. She has more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Instead of her, because she, the way she explains it is that I wanted what everybody else had, which is a lead part. But that's not essentially what she was getting. She mm-hmm. was getting a lead part and a background part, which is two parts. So she should have been honest about that part to say, you know what, this is going to mean that I have a little more chunk of this song than everybody else. Let me go ahead and own that. And say, yes, guys, I will have a little bit more than you. I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to say I disagree with you because lead and background are two different things. But you get to say, but hold on, that's like saying, what did Claudette do? Claudette just spoke a couple of lines in Spanish. It's a, it's still a part of the lead. The, cor- the chorus is, the chorus is the background of something while the lead is in motion. Okay, so then, okay, what I'm saying is everybody had their part to play. Sometimes you got to be okay with a small part. And this was her turn to be okay with a small part. I disagree. Um, I get that she has a, the, the, the sexy, smooth voice and that she should sing background, but it was background, it was not lead, and she had every right to do background. I don't feel, I don't feel, yeah, it was two parts in a sense, but background part and a lead part are two different things because tech quiet is kept. Uh, Shantae could have did lead and then they could have stacked her vocals with some of the other girls doing background right. as well. So I feel that she what I, I felt she was justified and she should have been able to have a lead part. And I think that was kind of messed up for Warren to give her the background part. Well, I don't I don't look at it like that because then you I then it gets into what is enough because then Claudette or Chrisette could have said, well, I only said this. I didn't get to say a lot. So mm-hmm. I would like to say more. But you know what? Also. We actually didn't hear the full three minutes and 20 Very seconds true. of the song. So we actually don't know how much part that each of the women got. And whose fault is that? TV ones. They didn't play. No. Whose fault is that? That we don't get to hear the Puerto Rico song. Oh, because now the great transition because it hasn't been released yet. And this is really when I went like, okay, you know what? I'm trying to give Chrisette the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But this here made me go, Chrisette, you are shady. Childish. Childish and mature. Explain. For the simple fact that she's holding up the process for the song, the Puerto Rico song, to be released. Well, okay. It appeared that uh, Claudette said that they were in the process of doing it. I like how Whitney said they, they, that they did some investigation and how Shante's management and, uh, and Claudette's management was already in the process of trying to get the song released. 
but so what? Okay, whatever. Um, but the women were all willing to sign off and have the song released, but Chrisette's not because we're not friends. Like, who <laughs> gives a shit? <laughs> you holding up five other women's careers simply because you don't, you're not friends? You're not friends with the other people? That, so you're okay with that? Like, And, you know, it's hard to, you know, put out the wrong energy. Sh- shut up. I just, I can't. She's, I'm sorry, Chrisette. This season, I don't know. She's going to have to, be, I think next, she'll be next season's villain. Mm-hmm. She'll be next season's villain. Yeah, I just, we agree. I think it's, I think it's stupid. Right. I think it's super. Hey, what's up? Uh, Mr. Alfreds is uh, is in the house. Yeah. I was I was looking. I'm like, what the hell? All right, so come in, grab, grab a seat. Um, it, it was just childish. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was. But did she say that she, if for the sake of Claudette, that she actually would release it and that it would be? Right. So did, did she say that? She said yeah. she would do it for Claudette. Which I think is like, okay, that's kind of still... I mean, at least that's nice enough that she would go, okay, because Claudette is coming out with some music. She mm-hmm. needs this. I'm going to go ahead and sign up. But that's still rude. Yeah. That's still rude to me. She should have been said something. I agree. Uh, the Jasmine brand uh, asked the ladies what was their favorite experience of the Puerto Rico trip. And, again, it was the Chrisette Michelle show. And so she spoke and said that they all the women went to the beach and, you know, they had a lot of drinks and Shantae wasn't there. Right. Now, do you think it was because Shantae had, hadn't arrived yet or do you think that they did not invite her? They didn't invite her. Because yeah. <laughs> if, if it was because she wasn't there yet, they would have just said that. They would have just said, yeah, she's not, she wasn't here. Mm-hmm. But I just think, again, that's childish. I think if you're going to have a problem with somebody, then you need to go, you know what? <clears throat> Instead of me addressing Wendy, I'm just going to say, hey, Shantae, I'm sorry we didn't invite you. Your energy was off and we didn't want to, like, we just wanted to have fun. Nothing personal, but, you know, you was bringing bringing the cloud over us. We didn't want to talk to you. But I think that is the classic case of somebody being infected by their environment. Because when she first got on the show, she was all, she was a little um, apprehensive, but you could tell there was a strong positive energy within her whole spirit. Now there's this sort of vindictive and I think she knows what she's doing because I think she just gave up on the whole process of us having a kumbaya working together whole experience. So basically she doesn't give a damn. Yeah. She's bitter. What do you... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she is. Right. Do you agree that do you agree with Chrisette's actions as far as holding up releasing the song because she's not friends with Shantae? Well, I, I think there are different types of artists in the world. I think she's one of those very in tune, spiritually-ish aware kind of entities, which I think works for her. I think that's why she has the caliber of success she has had. I think she's she is a a artist artist, where it's not just I'm doing this for the job. She's kind of like out there and, and in touch with her her you know, uh, her skill level. And I think that plays into well, that me, thing. But, yeah. I, but I also think that it's, that's okay when you're doing your own yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, but you know <laughs> But what? not when you, you're yeah. on a project with a team of people. You know, she's name dropped and said, you know, she's worked with a lot of artists like Jay-Z and Nas and some of the, and some of these other people. Now, if it was a big, bigger artist, like a, you know, just name them, any of them. If there was a big, big artist and you put out a great song, you may didn't vibe with them or had great energy, but 
you she but it was a new it was a hot song and the the song has potential to to you know to to become number one do you really think that she would say well you know beyonce you know rihanna you know Katy perry you know molly i don't think i'm going to release this song because you know i don't see us as friends and just the energies yeah do you think she would do that i i now believe she's capable of that and i believe that because this is it's insane i don't think so i think she was doing it as a way just to get back and just be hurtful to Shantae. That's and, what and, with, and that's why this, this is so sad because she's very childish. You didn't just hurt Shantae. You hurt four other women. That's rude. Well, okay. So there was something that uh, Leela said, which I'm wondering, you know, if, if Chrisette is making a valid point. Leela, when they were talking about the whole thing with the, um, with the, with them on the beach, Leela says that, that her problem with Shantae is that that Shantae makes every moment about her. It's like you know she turns she turns up for the camera all of a sudden. And so with Leela saying that, I do wonder. Right. Is Chrisette making a valid point? Because it seems that all of the women except for Chris uh, for except for Claudette has an issue with the way Shantae conducts herself. She uh, Leela mentioned how she how she talks to the to the crew and the PAs and some other stuff. And so now I have to wonder because Leela is not for mess and it appears that Leela's it doesn't doesn't tell lies. So do Yo, I, boo. <laughs> <laughs> what up Leela? Leela Oprah. Yeah. So I mean what do you think about what Leela said? I think I'm not good. I think um I tend to feel like Shantae has an air about herself uh, when she is around people, which I don't necessarily knock. I think Michelle Lee takes it the best way with knowing that she has different personalities and there's a good one in there. You just have to know there is a texture to her. And I feel like it is not their job to have to juggle that and deal with that. But at the same time, I don't think they necessarily understand the lo- the layers to her caricature. Michelle said there wait, I can't do her voice. <laughs> I was gonna try. There's six well no. <laughs> there's six of you and I and I want I want one of you to be my friend. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's funny because I I would have liked to see like Shantae respond to that. Mm-hmm. I thought I don't know if they cut it out or if she just didn't have a response, but I would have liked to see her respond. Well let's respond to the pink elephant in the room. Literally, the pink elephant. That was. What do you guys think? So over the top, mm-hmm. so extra. And so it's moments like that that makes me think Lila has a valid point about wanting to turn up for the camera. She brings a security guard. Mm-hmm. Now remember, that was weird. okay, so remember, she told Kelly Price, "What did she say last year?" I'll something basically. She stood up to Kelly. Mm-hmm. Right now, Kelly's five seven. Little Mo is four eleven. If you can stand up to Kelly Price, but you fearing for little Mo, who's four eleven, I just don't understand. Some tattoos, maybe. I don't understand why she would have to. Like, what does she get out of? She wants to be the star of the show. She wants to be the villain. I mean, it's not love and hip hop, so it shouldn't never turn up that much. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? what, I just don't understand what would be her rationale. I want to be the star. I want. I don't think she wants to be the villain of this of the season. But it's weird because that kind of stuff is easy to say. You would obviously be agitating people by bringing a security guard to a situation where other ladies would now feel like one either. Hey, why are you feeling threatened, or are you 
going to jump off. It's like having security around means something for both sides. You know, the the need of somebody to separate them. And I feel like they haven't dove into the fact that they're grown women, they're seasoned, and they should be able to talk this stuff out. But I feel like they all want to hold on to the seven-year-olds inside of them and be childish. <laughs> Any other comments about the pink elephant in the room? The, I, the actual pink? I'm confused too, Wendy. And <laughs> Just like she said. But okay. uh, but this is where Sean, um, uh, Chrisette was saying, you know, you have a 20-year career, but yet you are having, you bring a, a pink elephant in a room with a grown woman to have a conversation. Chrisette was the wrong person to address that issue because I feel that there were moments where Chrisette was acting like a child too. Yeah, yeah and, I, and that's again why I, I just, when I see her, I just, mm, I don't really care for her because that's not fair. How are you going to sit here and you keep, again, she, outside of the one time she said, yeah, I probably shouldn't have recorded that conversation that Chante and I had. That was probably, yeah, I'm wrong for that. Outside of that, she never apologizes for, <laughs> or, or for anything that she's done. And that makes me go, like, you need to at least go, yeah, I've been childish, too. Yeah, I do a lot of childish stuff, But I think low-key, she's a lot like Shantae, and that's why that's they bump they their heads. Yep. It's because she sees herself, and that's where she knows where Shantae's coming from with the comments, with the way she's being standoffish with the girls or how she talks to other people. I think maybe there's a little bit of Chrisette in there that she can relate to, but right. maybe not as turned up to where it's offsetting the people. Hers is more artsy-fartsy, so you can take it as she's just a little bit of a weirdo. That is a great point that you bring up, right. Alfred, because it's so funny how she gets offended about <laughs> the, well, I have, um, well, I'm wearing seven in stilettos, too. She gets a, and for me, it's like she gets offended at the easiest things, but in her confessionals, confessionals, she really, she dig at you. Yeah. Right. But also, I didn't take that as a, a stab. Was I the only one who didn't see that as a no, problem? No, that wasn't stab. I feel like y'all doing the show. It wasn't. If you have a seven hits, I will have seven hits. I don't know. I didn't take that as that deep of a stab. But it, it was an impactful moment for her. And then when she was talking about how much she hated Shantae's way she thinks of she's better than everybody else and how she left that last dinner. She, like I said, for me, it was like, you might as well be her. Okay, well. But I love you. Um, Funky Deniva. Oh, before that. Oh. Wendy addresses that some people that Chrisette is gay. Right, correct. <laughs> that was after that, but yeah. I guess, homeboys. you know, like when there's a commercial, they show right. like they show like a clip that didn't quite make the cut, but they show it anyway. So right. Wendy, you know, quite asked her about Chrisette being gay and Chrisette said no. What do you think about it? I think, I mean, I think people... Just because sometimes if you have short hair, people tend to think women are lesbians. But that's not it. It's our swag. I think there is a a um, a very ambidextrous type flow with how she wants to see like boy girlish swag. I don't know why, but you know that's what. But I, I it think also she goes nobody for. was really saying that when her hair was longer. But when she shaved it all off and she had you know a really shortcut, then that's when most of the lesbian or like is she like women? But also her style did somewhat change. Yeah. She was she was very um it's sunny. Up. She was very sunny to go to meet and you know she would have you know heels and and a nice you know a two piece or blazer. Yeah, like a pantsuit. Yeah, like a pantsuit. Right. So her she changed her style up, but um. I mean, but a lot of women who wear pantsuits never get called like a lesbian. Yeah, or it's just you know what I mean. But it's the it's the way you pull it off. Cause I like a a woman in a nice you know s- womanly suit and all that. But 
if you have it jacked up to where you're doing a little tomboyish swag on it, it does have that appeal to it. Yeah. It, okay. Funky Deniva is uh, quite is quite interesting. So he got on more about blonde hair and called her. <laughs> Oh, it's blonde wig. Yeah, he, that man's makeup, boy. You be on it though. Um, be on it. He's hilarious he because is. he told Little Mo that rather than cut your hair off, uh, rather than change your hair color, you're supposed to be like Bernadine from Waiting to Exhale, <laughs> and you're supposed to cut your hair off. Right. Uh, he talked about how there was nothing wrong with Phil except that just running through a car wash and use a razor. Because he, look <laughs> he looks homeless. Because he looks homeless. I miss you, dog. This is, sorry it went down like that. And then also reference how, you know, her new boyfriend, fiance Carl, can also <laughs> use a razor. Uh, and then he got on Chrisette saying, that you know she's not effy like um like dream right, girl so right. she doesn't sing back up that was a good one. um he talked about chrisette about how shocked she was to be on rmb divas calling rmb divas the second chance bus right <laughs> which is i was cracking up he's like i was surprised to see you on the second chance bus talking about that money must be. <laughs> and then when he got on the money he started talking about uh claudette how yeah, she, I where she getting that money from how square she, inches. How she mysteriously can pay her rent. Right. Fuck it. Uh, I need to be on it, man. Yeah, she fine though. He's he's I quite hilarious. Need be on it. Uh, so then they t- uh, discuss carnival, and so as we said, watching it, the ladies never seem unprepared for the actual show, and mm. so she asked. But them, they didn't do nothing in the actual show. Yeah, you right about that. That's they why they, you look hella good standing in place, <laughs> <laughs> just standing there. I was like, no, they nothing. They had like two transitions. They had the one, yeah, two. That's all they did have. Two and transitions, they and they took both of them out. Mm-hmm. And, and I think half one was taken out because they thought they were going to bump, but the other one was just because I think Chrisette didn't want to be interactive with Shantae. She just wanted to stay still. They they um, they asked about the fact that Shantae, she missed all the rehearsals, and yet she wanted to change all the choreography. And Leela said she basically wasn't surprised of Shantae's actions just because... You know, Shantae wants all the attention. What, what do you guys think? Um, I felt that there need, there 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 needs to be there there was no need for the choreography in the first place. Yeah, I mean, with the I mean, way it makes it more interesting. You know what I mean? You got six women just standing there singing Puerto Rico. That's just it's three minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, I'm, but I'm saying they didn't. It's not like they had a really hard choreography. Yeah. So I mean, why not add a little? You know, two step to the left, two step to the right, yeah. do a little fake salsa. Can you dance? I, I can dance. I used to be a ghetto dance team. I, ghetto? I was. <laughs> I get, what's a ghetto like dance a team? hip-hop dance team in, in college. <laughs> <laughs> Where we all bought, like, uh, red tank tops to match during our performance. <laughs> we bought it from the Rainbow Store. Yeah. <sighs> okay, well. <laughs> let's discuss the fight in the forest. So... Um, the reason the fight in the forest happened was because Little Mo said that she made a comment the night prior about her cousin, and now Little Mo felt offended. Oh, mm. Lord. <laughs> and now she's lost friends over Shantae and mentioned the old Kelly thing. So what she meant, so that, to me, that was childish. Yeah. If you don't have a friend, it's not because somebody else, and, and if you decide to insert yourself into somebody else's drama and pick sides, then you can't blame that person because didn't nobody mm. tell you to pick a side. That's right. Yeah. So that's your fault, Loma, if you lost friends. Childish. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I I thought that was one of those kind of moments where it's like, well, you are involved in the situation whether or not it's your end that's coming up with the um, mishaps or whatnot. And I felt like with her, 
things have been building up so much that I think she's using that to determine her relationship with Shantae rather than, oh, I've known this girl, we've gone through things, and despite, you know, there's some sense of good and bad and in between. I think everybody's choosing either I like you or I don't like you, and I don't think life is like that at all. I think there's a lot of things that people may do that you don't like, but that shouldn't be the determining factor on how you view them. Wendy finally asked him, she said she couldn't figure out, you know, why can't this... uh why can't this beef be squashed? And so she went and she asked all the all of the ladies. We already discussed Misha Lay saying about the six of you and she wants one to be my friend. Little Mo basically said after going into all her business that we didn't need to know, she said that she's not giving up on Shantae. So I know that's that's why I like this because I was know. like, Yeah, good job that we have some resolution here. You can't leave things broken. Uh Chrisette said that she has nothing to say about Shantae. We're not shocked. Yeah. Which is not true because she gets saying, saying stuff later. <laughs> uh, thank you. So immature. <laughs> and Leela said there was never really a beef. She just rubs that Shantae rubs people the wrong way. And um and she then, hugged her. That was nice. And then she hugged her. Uh the final dinner. So let's talk about the Chrisette and Claudette. You've already mentioned about how Chrisette didn't acknowledge, you know, any of her wrongdoing. So what do you guys think about the final dinner? I thought that was a weird misunderstanding that between Chrisette and Claudette. Because I've, I've been in situations where there's something going on between two people and someone's trying to help out, but because they allow themselves not to be uh, separated from the actual tension in the room, they all of a sudden get caught up in it. And I think what was happening was she was trying to open the door to be able to speak speak even more about Shantae by being like, you know, I've seen you being standoffish, da 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 and that ended up just blowing up because Chrisette was too sensitive to hear anything from Claudette that didn't agree with her position, I think. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, and I also think that Chrisette likes to be the victim. Thank you. I, I've seen, it seems like she's always talking about how she was wronged and how, and how she, it hurt her. And how she missed two shows. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is where Chrisette lost me because when Claudette went to explain herself about how she says, um, she says that you don't know me. She says that I'm 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 kind, but I'm not I'm but I'm not weak. Right. And she felt this. She says she felt disrespected when uh, Claudette said that she spoke to Chrisette at the dinner. Chrisette said, well, I don't want to say anything to you because I didn't want to, you know, interrupt the whole groove at your at your at your your mom's, you know, dinner. But I felt like that was a cop out because she was trying to figure out why you're not responding in a certain way. And she should have just said, well, you know, girls, I'm just we'll talk later or anything. But Chrisette basically didn't own up to her mistakes. Mm. I do feel that I do feel that Chris that that uh, Claudette. And that dinner did was kind of taking Shantae's side without knowing what's going on. But I feel that Chrisette's reply was very defensive and she just doesn't own up to anything. Like she was wrong. Right. She's a victim. But it was yeah. weird for Claudette to all of a sudden say, You don't know me like that. That is a weird. It, even if she wasn't trying to provoke a negative response, when you hear somebody out, while you're trying to have a conversation and figure things out, say, But you don't know me like that. It does put you, what you trying to say then? You know, because I felt like that was probably something that agitated Chris said. But I did feel like it was her part to try to see where Claudette was coming from. But I also feel like Chris said, like, obviously, we know that Claudette is very kind. And she's not going to say something like that 
for no reason. Mm-hmm. And she says that. She's not, you know, she's not weak. And so, obviously, if she's saying to Chrisette, you don't know me like that, then what did Chrisette say to her that would make her even respond like that? Oh, Chrisette has a way of, again, putting the blame on other people instead of herself. Like, yo, slow your roll. You you not perfect. You over here a part of the reason there's an issue, but you don't want to address it. So, if you're talking to somebody crazy and they respond to you with a, whoa, you don't know me like that, what did you just do? She, Chrisette never addresses what she did. Never. She's the type of person, once things go wrong, she just... And then also the open letter. We had discussed this on News and Gossip, how she felt um, after the first couple episodes had aired, how she sent out this open letter saying how she regretted doing what she did. And then rather than own up for it, she blamed the fact that Shantae and the whole texting about your meme. Mm. Something is really... I don't understand. Her... It's really weird between Chrisette and Shantae. I would not be surprised if they are in cahoots to get more money to make the next season even more drama-filled. It is one of those situations that's what I kind of undertone just accepted, that maybe this drama is for the sake of TV. Because it it seems like very easy to get past, or even if you can't solve it, just move beyond it. It's so silly. And then on top of that, here's the thing. How is, so Chrisette is mad because Shantae said this. So I'm going to write an open letter and tell everybody how much I hate being on reality TV and what it did to my life. And how I'm not coming back, but now you're coming back. Right. And then of course, and then here Shantae goes posting on her Instagram five or six posts dedicated to how much she doesn't like Chrisette because Chrisette is mean. Like, why would you give energy to somebody who you really don't like? Mm -hmm. So there's just, this is really childish to me. I don't understand. Like, this can't be real. This can't be real drama. If so, these, I would, t- I need to have a talk with them. So you think TV One said, okay, I, we need some people to turn up? Yeah, but. Because there's no way these women are that childish. Mm-hmm. They, they, I refuse to believe that. It is, it is, it is even more one of those situations where it's just one show, a couple of episodes, you can hold your yourself together until it's like over. But I feel like they have to be encouraged to express and dive into whatever feelings that they're feeling instead of being like, because I'm not always uh, in agreement with everything that everybody does, but I don't have to point out issues and deal with it or go through stuff. I feel like that's that isn't their real life aspect to this show. I think if realness would have been them being able to deal with stuff and move past it or ignore stuff and be able to act like, but she tripping. I don't care. Actually, got me. Well, I've always said that, <clears throat> minus this whole Shantae thing, the show was pretty um, non-dramatic, not ratchet, um, no silliness. It was like these women really handled their business. Mm-hmm. Um, all the women have released music. Mm-hmm. Right. Can't say the same for <laughs> the other one, but they've all released music and they all seem to be about business. And for me, I thought this whole Shantae thing was just a, just a little minute little situation that they turned and made something bigger, uh-huh. which I, I, I kind of do wonder if it's something that VH1 or Think Media Factory or, TV1. or and, you know, if, if this is something that, you know, they concocted and put together. But the show's, uh, the show's been renewed for season three. Mm. They're all returning. So I know they're all returning, yeah. and then it is um, supposed to. Uh, are we supposed to have news and gossip music? Well, oh, because <laughs> <laughs> that is no, not no. A news and gossip. Well, well, yeah, but I was okay. Well, any other thoughts of the reunion part one and two? 
I didn't think they necessarily needed a two. I <laughs> think they kind of handled everything in one. It was just like really going over and beating the horse over again. I felt like it was a great season. I like the fact that they were able to accomplish a lot. Although, for some reason, I'm getting really irritated with the consistent technical managerial my structure isn't together problems that they always go to every time they try to do something mm-hmm. if if they could get past that i would much rather see these women happy successful and doing dope things for community and themselves or whatever they don't even have to collaborate like that they could just yeah. there's plenty of individual right. dope stories or stuff going on where they could follow the women and and see what their real lives are like, and then have them come together as support systems rather than the end all. Everybody watching that, just like Winnie said, she liked that. I like them fighting, but that's what Winnie was saying. She was like, you know, she likes the positivity, but she also needs a little drama in there, which is true. So, what's your what's your final thoughts of this season, Megan? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I just um. Uh, I would say for this season, I'm glad all the women have are doing things with their their outside of their, I guess, TV life. They're doing some professional stuff. Mm-hmm. Number one, I'm happy about that. I love Wendy as a reunion host. Yep. She always does really well. Um, I think the reunion was well put together. I liked how they had the bloggers drop in with their mm-hmm. comments as well. I would like to see um, the audience again. Mm-hmm. I like people there. Um, for me, I thought. I didn't like the reunion. I just, I didn't like it because I felt it was just, it drug on right. with this whole uh, Claudette and, uh, no, I'm sorry, with Corsette uh, and Shantae. Mm-hmm. It just drug on and and there was so many great things that happened this season and they focused on that. I didn't like it. Mm. I feel like they touched on everything. It just wasn't enough to touch yeah. on. They touched on Michelle's, uh suicide. They touched on Lomo and her yeah. many yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Well, it just wasn't. A, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't really drama filled. It wasn't really exciting stuff. Which I'm, which I'm happy about. But for me, the whole Shantae, Chrisette, and that whole dinner thing, it kind of turned me off. Yeah. But uh, really quickly before we go, we have some news and gossip. Mm-hmm. And we so, do. Uh, go ahead and break down that news and gossip. After Buzz yeah. TV news. Well, it's. We also know that um, R&B Divas LA has gotten renewed for a third season. But outside of that, if we return back to R&B Divas Atlanta, guess who is having a baby? Again. Guess. Uh, Again. 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 Uh, Oh, no. Who? Uh, Light-skinned and blah mouth. Yes, (laughs) Kiki Wyatt is pregnant. This is baby number, uh, well, she considered it baby number eight. So she already has three children from her first marriage. Her current husband, Justin Jamar, they have uh, uh, two. Okay. And this is, she's pregnant now with their third, so that's six. She had a miscarriage before. Mm-hmm. She, that's seven. And then, ju- uh, what's it? Michael. Michael. Michael has a child from a previous relationship. So, altogether, that's eight children. That's they a baby factory. Start a football team. Kiki, let them kids, man. Yeah. And then, speaking of um, Army Divas Atlanta, the show has been put on hiatus. So. Good. Take a break. <laughs> so, we're unsure if they're returning for uh, a season four so i don't know we'll we'll keep you posted but in the meantime this is now where we could tell everyone to follow us on twitter because if the word gets out then of course we will let you know if you haven't heard already so where can we all be found on social media 
You can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MegScoop, like scoop of ice cream. Don't forget to follow and watch, subscribe to my web series, Colored People. Just search Colored People TV on YouTube. We'll see you in 2015 for R&B Divas LA. Just also another little plug. You know, Megan was in uh, last seasons of Beyond the Game. Oh, yeah. Uh, the last season and of the on BET. Black Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you were on you were on the game and they're being renewed and so they're coming back. So yep. my fingers are crossed that you come back and play another reporter Woo! or something. Woo! So we hope, we, you, we hope you come back. So go ahead. And uh, you can find me at Twitter at all eyes on black and Instagram and T the number two black. And you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. And so we want to thank you guys for tuning in to um, our final season here, uh, our final episode, a recap you know of RB Divas LA for season two. LA, we want to thank you guys for watching. Yeah. And until next time, Peace. see you in 2015. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.